pelvic floor physical therapy is such a blessing to be a part of because we are where a lot of people go when they're like I have tried everything else um we would love to be your first stop but unfortunately that's not the case for so many and so pelvic floor PT is where we really get to the root of what is causing your pain dysfunction like nothing is TMI we want to know everything we're going to check you head to toe um physically emotionally spiritually we're going to check in like we will talk about everything until the problem is solved and if we don't know the answer we will find you someone who does um and that's just the best part is like getting to be that person to people daily and just the tears that roll down their face at the end of the evaluation where they're like I finally found someone who's going to help me like for real this time we are two unique female professionals and friends that have come together to have meaningful conversations and a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Arable Podcast, where curious minds grow. I'm your host, Jenna Mountain, and I'm your other host, Kimberly Galindo. Welcome back, Arable listeners. We're so excited to have you here and continue our amazing series with the Genesis PT and Wellness team with Dr. Corey McGuire. Dr. Corey received her doctorate in physical therapy at UNT Health Science Center in Fort Worth, Texas. During her doctoral education, she was president of her class and a member of the Interprofessional Women's Health Club. She's passionate about bringing awareness to the many unrecognized issues women often suffer from and educating her peers on how to help them better. Corey has completed advanced post-professional training in pelvic floor physical therapy and is pursuing an advanced certification with an emphasis in helping the athletic population, prenatal and postpartum women, or men with pelvic health issues. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Dr. Corey leads the Fort Worth team, one of the newest sites for Genesis PT and Wellness. We're going to talk about that just a little bit as well. She was born and raised here locally uh, in Plano, Texas. As a young girl, she participated in dance, rhythmic gymnastics. I have so many questions. Cheerleading (laughs) and various other sports, which ignited her passion for movement and fitness. During this experience, she often struggled with what teachers and coaches would say is, quote unquote, normal pain for girls. This is where her passion for scientific evidence-based answers began. In her spare time, Corey enjoys traveling, lifting weights, running, doing yoga, anything outside, and spoiling her nieces and nephews. I also happen to know she has a little love for a certain type of dog, so we're going to talk about that. (laughs) Corey is also passionate about serving the Spanish-speaking population. Yeah, so I actually did my final rotation in Costa Rica, partially, mostly because I wanted to become proficient in, like, trading in Spanish. I was actually just talking with Dr. Kayla about this the other day because I feel totally comfy, like treating like low back pain, um, lots of issues in Spanish, but it's really dicey, as I'm sure you ladies know, talking about painful sex and issues with sex in general. So it's kind of like, that's really the one thing that makes me nervous in Spanish because it's so nuanced and it can be very cultural. Sure. Um, Yeah. But I'm working on it. So I love it. I love it. I thought Dr. Corey was super cool before this, but now I'm like, oh my gosh, you 
I know. Uh, So many surprises right out of the gate. Okay, Dr. Corey, welcome to the Arable Podcast. We are so excited that you are here. We've shared your very impressive bio, but would you take a moment to share about yourself and our audience, either professional or personally, and let us get to know you a little bit? Um, Sure, I would love to. I, as y'all know, I'm a pelvic health physical therapist. Um, I've been working at Genesis uh, for a while now. I was one of the first PTs who I had the pleasure of joining Dr. Becky when we were still pretty new, and it's been the best adventure I could have ever signed up for, for sure. Um, I recently got married, so that's been fun. Congratulations. Uh, Beautiful wedding. We we totally stalked you on social. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We had tons of fun. Yeah, I'm recently married. And then, like Jenna mentioned, I have two French Bulldogs, Coco and Gigi. And so if you follow um, me on Instagram, you'll see all the public health info. I love to talk about sex, poop, um, all the things, men, women. And then you'll see Coco and Gigi there all the time. And I have plenty of people who literally follow me just for them. Well, and you have like extended puppies that you care for as well, right? It's not just Coco and Gigi. They're like some other French bulldog yeah. family members. This is like a whole menagerie yeah. in the family. It is. My father-in-law will bring over his two Frenchies pretty often. And then my um, brother also has a Frenchie puppy he brings over. So it's just like expanding through like both sides of my family. Basically. Yes. So the most I've ever had in my house at one time was nine. We had nine Frenchies, and that was oh my pretty, gosh, that's too many. Yeah. Okay. She's like, that's did you get extra? <laughs> did you did you capture the moment? Do we have like yeah. evidence of? Okay, we need okay. Some pictures. At some, some point, videos, that needs so. to come out. We need the nine <laughs> Frenchie picture. Yeah. Oh, I have a video of them all running around. So oh they're gosh. super cute. That's yeah. A lot of Frenchies, though. That's, it I can't, is. I'm like, that's kind of exciting. I think I would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're super adorable. Best part of my day. And my husband, he's great too. So fun. I love it. Well, Dr. Corey, we are starting the podcast um, for all of you incredible Genesis PT folks with the same question mm-hmm. because we think the way that each of you have nuanced it and described it has been so powerful and helpful. So in your own words, what is pelvic floor therapy? So that's a hard question because I feel like I could talk about that for like an hour all by itself, but I'll try to kind of sum it up. Um, Pelvic floor physical therapy is such a blessing to be a part of because we are where a lot of people go when they're like, I have tried everything else. Um, we would love to be your first stop, but unfortunately mm-hmm. that's not the case for so many. And so pelvic floor PT is where we really get to the root of what is causing your pain and dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is TMI. We want to know everything. We're going to check you head to toe, um, physically, emotionally, spiritually, we're going to check in. Like we will talk about everything until the problem is solved. And if we don't know the answer, we will find you someone who does. Um, and that's just the best part is like getting to be that person to people daily. And just the tears that roll down their face at the end of the evaluation where they're like, I finally found someone who's going to help me like for real this time. And so, yeah. That doesn't give you any of the details, but that's all you really need to know. <laughs> well, I hear 
what I value most about you guys, which is your whole person holistic approach. Um, you're, you're not just staying so narrowly focused that you're missing all the context of what's happening for them. And because of that, and we know this feeling as coaches and sex therapists, um, we are often the last stop too. And we wish we had gotten involved sooner because I, I do think the way that you guys and we are uniquely trained, we could have at least coached not to make a couple of those stops, you know, and the heartache that comes with that. <laughs> so, no, I think that you, you uh, touched on some of the most important part of what you guys, mm-hmm. you guys do for sure. What drew you into the practice and field of pelvic floor therapy specifically? Like, tell us your story on how you got to where you are today. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, So I went into PT school thinking, like, I love strokes. I love neuro. I love seeing someone stand up for the first time and not believing they can do it. I went into PT school thinking I was going to help the older population because they're my absolute favorite. Um, Mostly because I grew up taking care of my grandmother a lot and then um, just some other family members as well. And that's what drew me to PT. And then one of my first, really my first semester in school, I got exposed to pelvic PT as like a thing um, because I was in the interprofessional women's club because I also care about women's health, um, obviously as a woman who has received some poor health care in the past, as I'm sure we all have. Um, and so I just learned like, oh, that's a thing. And so then, and I thought it was a really cool thing. And then I went to one of our professional conferences and I just signed up for a few courses on like things in pelvic health and my mind was completely blown and I was like totally hooked. So I was like, this is where people treat all the things that you go to the doctor and they're like, there's nothing you can do for that. Oh, it's just going to be that way. Oh, leaking is normal. Oh, pain with sex is normal. Oh, you have ovarian cysts that make you want to throw up and pass out. Just take some Tylenol. Because um, that is pretty much what happened Ugh. to me. So yeah, um, yep, yeah. Like an experience so many women have had is a painful, terrible exam and leaving the like doctor's office with just no answers. Um, and so I was like, I could be that person, and that became my long-term goal, really, from there on out. So that's kind of what drew me in. And then just personally, like I've had issues with abdominal pain and cysts in the past and just kind of had to figure it out on my own. Um, My sister has endometriosis. My mom has had issues with prolapse. And I was the first person in the family who had ever heard of pelvic PT. So there's all these people walking around with all these issues that there's pretty simple solutions for. Endometriosis isn't so simple, but prolapse is actually pretty easy. Um, And like, we could help them. And so that's just what I love. That's what drew me in. So, and I have personally received so many benefits from just like practicing what I preach and knowing what I know and letting, I'm always down to let my colleagues practice on me. I'm like, Oh, you want to dry needle somebody? Oh, me too. I'm like, I want to be a test hamster. Me, me, me. I'm like, fix me. I need it. All those like childhood sports totally screwed me up. Like I could be a PT for the rest of my life. It feels like so. Yeah. Uh, Hey, would you touch on uh, prolapse for a minute? Because I feel like this is sort of like this elusive um, 
very hard to solve for some people. Like mm-hmm. we're just not getting the right information out there. Again, y'all are the last stop. We want you to be the first stop. So maybe you could demystify mm-hmm. that just a little bit so that people will be quicker to pick up the phone and call you guys. Yeah. So I love treating prolapse because for one, it makes people feel so defeated. Like my organs are falling out of my body. My life is over. I can never lift weights again. I can never run again. These are all the things you hear. Um, They're really not true unless you have like a severe, significant, scary prolapse, which like you would know there would not be a doubt in your mind. Um, They're pretty reversible, treatable, and you can get back to doing all the things you love. So really all it means is that your pelvic organs, which I'll share that space, snuggled inside your pelvis, one, two, or three of them, there's a wide array of prolapses you can get. The most common is a bladder prolapse or a rectum prolapse. They are kind of scooching down and intruding into that vaginal space. And it's pretty uncomfy. Usually women feel pressure down there um, with certain activities or even all the time. And they may have difficulty keeping like a tampon in or there's a variety of symptoms you might feel. And you might even have low back pain and that can be related to a prolapse and you might be leaking um, from really anywhere and that can be related to a prolapse. So there's all kinds of not fun symptoms that go along with it. But really all we got to do to fix it is figure out why they're getting squished down there. So that's another big part of with our full body approach. It's not super hard because instead of just trying to strengthen everything, um, which you know how we feel about tight pelvic floors, um, instead <laughs> of just trying is a to bad sh- word. Kegels, kegels is a dirty word. Um, we're not just going to do tons and tons of kegels. We're going to remove as much pressure as we can from above and like help that support from below. And then you're going to get back to running, jumping, lifting, laughing, doing all the things you love without symptoms. And then if it is real bad and, you know, we got things going on, we got an injury we can't fix, you know, we still, we're not going to do surgery. That's not what's right for you. We have other tools we can use. Um, So there's something called a pessary, which we sometimes refer people out to get, and that's just a support device. And then we also recently got um, another device called a Revive, and it's just a reusable silicone type of swing. It's like a sports pessary, essentially, and you can just put them in. They're non-prescription. You can use it for during activity. And then you just, it's basically like a diva cup for your prolapse. I was about to ask, is it like a menstrual cup? Like, do you insert it and take it out like a menstrual cup? Yes, it's very similar. Um Yeah, and so there's all these things you can do. In the long run, we want to get you away from needing anything. But even sometimes when people are like, oh, I, you know, I'm I'm having, like, symptoms after that 10th mile. It's like, okay, we can give you some support. Like, Yeah, me too. Okay. I have a hard time yeah. after that 10th mile, too. It's a yeah. real rough one for me. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many women who think, I'll never run a marathon again. I'll never, you know, do a deadlift again. My life is over. And that is not true. And if you even think you have a prolapse, just go see a pelvic PT because you can feel pressure for any amount of reasons and they're going to be able to tell you, like, one, do you have a prolapse that you need to worry about? Um, Fix it, B, if there is one. And then also, like, maybe it's not a prolapse. Maybe it's something else. And prolapse is one of those scary words that kind of freaks people out from doing things. And it's completely unnecessary. 
Oh, I love that you just explained this for so many people. <laughs> yeah, so good. Because it does. It scares people. They don't know if they have it and yeah. what to do about it. And, you know, of course, with anything, I'm always like, just go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. <laughs> if, if you have any inkling, just go, you know, don't overthink yeah. it, you know. After this series, I'm like, oh, your tooth hurts? You should go see a pelvic floor PT. <laughs> they might be able to do something about that. I don't know. I mean, I don't if know. you have TMJ, we can definitely I see. That. I knew it. See? I knew it. <laughs> if, yeah. it's a, if it's a cavity, though, that's out of my scope of practice. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. <laughs> I don't like, that's the one hole I don't like. I don't like looking in people's mouths. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best thing you've said. That's it. That's going in the um, quotes. <laughs> Every other one I don't really like that much. <laughs> well, we could help you with that. We could just tap, tap, oh. tap that out. I'm just kidding. No. It's like, I'm okay. Okay. It's like, I like my disgusted mouth. Blech. Yeah. Not a fan. That's awesome. Oh, thank you for saying that. No, I think it, it's so helpful and so good because, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a thing that's either not talked about or feared. Um, yeah. A lot. Well, and I'm sure as you guys know, like, there are so many times the fear is more debilitating than the condition. Yeah. 100%. Like, it's totally manageable. It's treatable. Do not be afraid. Just get, just get some help. Yeah. Okay. So, speaking of work we don't talk about, amongst all <laughs> the incredible magic that you do, Dr. Nobody Curry, can see my excitement. This is the screen. Jenna's, like, so all animated this. right now. You also see males. In, in fact, that's, like, mm-hmm. one of your, like, specialties. And so mm-hmm. if we don't talk about pelvic floor therapy, we for sure don't talk about pelvic floor therapy yes. for males. So talk us through what type of issues pelvic floor PT can help men with, kind of what it treats, mm-hmm. um, and what, what types of issues it addresses. So... It's kind of like all the same things, but different. So all the typical things women come see us for is, and this may or may not be related to birth for women. So obviously men aren't giving birth. So they think they're totally off the hook. Their pelvic floor is never going to be effective. <laughs> Some or men they don't, don't even know, know they have, have pelvic floors. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, really? Come on, y'all. Like, you do, or you would have some prolapse issues, which can also <laughs> happen to males. Um. Yeah, so it's all the same things with different. We can treat, like, leaking of any kind. Um, A lot of people don't know nobody, males or females, should be leaking gas. So if you are unable to control your gas, that is typically a sign of pelvic floor dysfunction. Um, You shouldn't feel like you need to go pee all the time. Or, like, when you need to go pee, it's like, if I got to go, I got to go right now. Um, And that goes for your bowels, too. So those kind of big ones we see across the board. We also treat a lot of, like, penile pain, testicular pain, groin pain in general. Um, We treat SI joint pain, coccyx pain or tailbone pain, um, adductor pain. I love treating any tummy stuff, and that goes for men and women, too. Um, So we treat a lot of, like, IBS Mm. um, and bladder pain, um, really just, like, anywhere in this whole region just go to a pelvic PT because we're going to be able to help you the most 
Um, we treat rectal pain, which no one ever wants to talk about, but is more prevalent than you would think. Ne never, nobody wants to tell you that they have an actual pain in the ass. Let's just be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, you don't have to tell your wife she was right. Like, you are pretty tight back here, but <laughs> you are. <laughs> Yeah, and then a pain of sex. So another thing that a lot of like people think only happens to women is painful sex, and that's not true. A lot of men will have pain with ejaculation, and um, pain after ejaculation, or you know they also may have erectile dysfunction, which can be caused by a variety of reasons, but many of them can be treated by pelvic PT as well. Um, so, I mean, that's another one of those questions that I'm like, how much time do you have? Because it's like all the things. Well, we do want to spend some time because this is so, I feel this is, uh, an experience as professionals that we all share because generally speaking, I find that men are most likely to go to their general practitioner, their PCP and, you know, sex is important. We're talking about sexual function and they will prescribe a pill and take a pill faster mm -hmm. than exploring what you guys do or what we do in the sex therapy realm. And there is no pill that is mm -hmm. going to overcome the issues that either of us address in the system. Yes. A hundred percent. So I would actually like to help educate the fellas. Yeah. Follow up here and we'll actually do a little sidebar as well from like the coaching and therapy side. Let's talk about what a pill won't do. Uh, let's stick with the erectile dysfunction that you okay. guys are going to address that like, that's just not, and I, I get it. I wish I could take a pill for everything too, in some way mm -hmm. that would be very easy, right? Like we have very microwave Amazon prime society mentality. I can take this to fix this, but what the pill does, and I'm not anti the pill, but what it does and what you do and what we do are address different things. And that mm -hmm. pill can address those things. So help, help our audience. If you're the lady of the house, pause it, go grab your husband, stick the AirPods in mm -hmm. his ears and make him listen. What do you do to help with erectile dysfunction? Let's stick with that for a second. Mm -hmm. So physical therapists in general are movement experts. So that applies to how the body moves in general, but also how things are moving within the body. And so one of the main things that we're going to focus on with erectile dysfunction is improving blood flow to the area, which is really all the pill does in a very like, which is super oh, important. In arousal. <laughs> exactly. Huge for arousal. And then that's literally what, it, that's what an erection is made of. It's just blood flow to the tissue that is then trapped there by another mechanism to maintain an erection. Um, so if you are able to get one but not keep one, something's off. If you're unable to get one in, to begin with, something's off. If it feels softer and smaller than before, something's off. Um, and those are just three varieties one might experience. Um, and they can all be like related to the muscular function and definitely to the nerve function, which are all affected by the blood flow. Um, you can ignore it and take a pill as long as you want, and it'll just show up somewhere else. So there are other things that need blood in that area. Um, yep. And you're, it may be like stress is the root cause, 
but it's had this time to snowball into physical causes. Yep. Um, so your PT is going to peel back those physical symptoms and get things moving and flowing properly again. This will also improve constipation you may have. This will also improve low back pain you may have. This will also improve the satisfaction you're having with sex. Um, and then we're also going to need to address why are you so stressed out? Why are you always holding your breath? Why doesn't your diaphragm move? Like, <laughs> I'm always, always trying to get everyone. Why are you always control? bracing in life? Relax. Relax. Yeah. yeah. Basic. Well, yeah. I mean, there's so, and like, you know, we talk more in our culture about all of the negative expectations of women than we do of males, but males are not exempt from the stresses of parenthood, um, from that postpartum time of life where they're exhausted. If you have a great partner, that male partner is probably also getting up in the middle of the night with baby. They're getting a poor urinary function from being all out of whack. Like, there's a lot that their body goes through. We always kind of joke that a lot of our male patients are doctors, lawyers, and engineers, like, they are the, <laughs> some of the most most intelligent, hardworking people you can find, and their pelvic floors are a mess. And okay. a lot of really fit males have poor pelvic floor function, which there's nothing worse for your ego than being like, I'm so strong and smart, and like, my penis doesn't work, yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, especially for a male. Yes. Well, and it, I don't think physically fit people assume that they're going to have that muscle dysfunction because I think they have mm-hmm. so much like pride. I don't mean that in a bad way. And like they're invested in their physical health all of a sudden to realize that that fitness kind of commitment and lifestyle probably has poorly impacted their pelvic floor mm-hmm. unless they've been proactively addressing that. Yeah. Unless you are aware of actively relaxing your pelvic floor and improving the mobility in that way, a lot of the things that we do for fitness, like running, cycling, weightlifting, can have negative impacts on our pelvic floor. Um, we treat a lot of hernias in males. And so, and that's very prevalent is a lot of males will get a sports-related hernia and then just get surgery. And then they have scar tissue from that surgery, which may or may not serve them well. Mm-hmm. Um First of all, the hernia is preventable, and then if you've already had the surgery, that's fine, but you still need to see a pelvic PT <laughs> to get that right. scar tissue handled and prevent it from happening again, um, because it can. Like, there's a lot of things in this area that we just kind of want to leave in Pandora's box, um, but that doesn't, like, serve us well. Like, we need to know what's going on with our body. It blew my mind all the things that once I got into pelvic PT – I learned were hard to treat during my doctorate program that I am now like, that's easy. Mm, <laughs> that's that's not hard. Like that's SI hard. joint pain, huh, piece of cake half the time. Like a tailbone pain, not hard or confusing a lot of the time. Um, things that are hard to treat are like way past that for a public PT. But there are so many things that other people will be like turning their wheels, trying to figure it out. And it's like, it's your public floor. It's always been your cool. floor. <laughs> but people are just like scared to check there. Yeah. I I identify a lot with that and Kimberly, I'm I mean, I know you do too because of our conversations. So we'll sidebar on erectile dysfunction for a second. Mm-hmm. We get cases where other clinicians have spun their wheels and, and not um and I'll say this about 
you know, women's pelvic floor issues, like pain and penetration issues, where they've just spun their wheels and tried and tried and tried. And, um, one, don't think they've seen the right or the best pelvic floor therapist. Mm -hmm. And our emotional state a hundred percent impacts both of those. Like there is no pill to go back to kind of where I said we would sidebar. There's no pill that's going to magically fix your ability to one, like calm down. So arousal can happen in your nervous system. If you don't like each other, like you can't magically like give a pill to like, like each other, um, or feel safe with each other. So that pill's not going to mm-hmm. overcome like the relational dynamics or the depression or the intense grief that's happening or the trauma that absolutely keeps your nervous system from shifting into the gear that it needs to in order to gain arousal, to be open in your pelvic floor for women, to gain an erection for men. So there's so many things that that pill won't address. Again, I'm not totally anti the pill. I just think it is so quickly prescribed and mm-hmm. there's far better ways to address the real issue that kind of like you said, Dr. Corey will actually end up improving their quality of life in all these other areas as well. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And then as you talk about kind of your joke of the high performance male mm-hmm. careers and I think about the narratives around that, the narrative and scripts around just male sexuality in general, mm-hmm. the anxiety that, that shows up, especially with ED, you know, this performance-driven yeah. pressure and anxiety that then shows up as somatic bodily tension and, you know, tightness and, you know, and how we're just so interconnected and, um, you know, again, the, that pill is, is focused on the small aspect of the process and, and though blood flow is important, we have so many other factors, you know, the negative scripts, mm-hmm. the, the self-judgment, the pressure that we put on ourselves, you know, men, sexuality, the process. Um, I also think, you know, the pill doesn't help with, you know, communication. It doesn't teach you how mm-hmm. to talk, right? You know, like it's, that's a little <laughs> difficult. So, yeah, no, you can tell if, if the listeners yeah. haven't already, this is soapbox for us it's like I think (laughs) when we simplify it's frustrating because this is so complex which then makes it easy to treat when we see it as complex if that makes sense you know that's very well put well and kind of what you mentioned like if they're just stressed out all the time for proper sexual function from just a physiological perspective you need to be able to alternate between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic system physically for performance, if you want to put that in quotes. And so if you are all gas and no brakes, your physiological experience is poor for men and women. Um, And I've even had that conversation with a male patient before where I was like, you need to relax. And he was like, I thought I needed to be excited. And I'm like, both. (laughs) Like, you need to end both. And, yes, you need to and, be able to do both and, things. And, and. Yeah. Well, it's actually, so in our our postgraduate training for sex therapy, we, we had to read an entire book just on the orgasm. It's a great mm-hmm. book. I would love to borrow that book. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will. We can do that. We can make that arrangement. We visit yeah. Fort Worth. 
Um, and it's fascinating because it really illuminates. It's really kind of phenomenal that any of us have an orgasm based on like what's in that right. book. Like it is such a complex process. There's like an entire text on it, but you do have to switch from one side to the other at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, you're accessing both, fun- both sides of the nervous system function. And it's really phenomenal to understand. Mm-hmm. And we have so, it's sad to me that we've oversimplified the sexual process and things like an mm-hmm. orgasm and arousal, because it is actually, when you really understand what the body is going through and doing at all these different phases of the sexual process, it's mind blowing. Like we are so magnificently made. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, and it does us an injustice, not only in appreciating the sexual process, but also in understanding the complexity when it's not working. When we give it those oversimplified answers, it's so wounding. Cause we're like, this is just supposed to work. I'm like, no, no, no. There's a thousand things firing off in your body at one time. Like this is really magnificent. And I know they're not all syncing up right now, but we can work on that. Mm-hmm. And so I think it hurts us on both sides. I don't think we appreciate it the way we should. And I don't think we have compassion for the complexity of solving the challenges when they show up. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I love this conversation. Okay, so bottom line, gentlemen, you should also go see a pelvic floor therapist. Dr. Corey be one of them. Dr. Corey be one of them. And okay, we're shifting. Can I just go ahead really quick? Yeah. Most males are like terrified to come to pelvic PT because they hear pelvic and they hear internal and they think it's gonna be like a prostate exam. Okay. Let's yes. Will you break down what it's like? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say. In general, across the board, don't ever be afraid to see a pelvic PT if you don't want to do anything internal. We will not make you. That is not part of our deal. Hold on, say it again, um, because they all they all got glazed over and really fearful when you said <laughs> prostate exam. So say it again so everybody like is really listening. Yes. So if you do not want to do anything internal, you do not have to. Like you, we are one of the biggest proponents on consent you will ever find like every choice of what we do here is 100 percent yours you can say stop at any time and anything you want to stop will stop you can say no to anything you want um we're here to serve you so if you're like i cannot come in and see them they're gonna check you know internally don't be scared just come we're gonna start with a full body totally external assessment first we're gonna look at how you move how you breathe do all of these things with my men, unless they come in being like full gung ho ready for that internal exam, which I get a few of those, many of them defer it to the second visit and that is completely fine. Um, we're going to start working on things right away that we can. And then if we feel ready and we feel like we need to do an internal exam, because sometimes you do and sometimes you don't, then if they uh, feel up for that, then we will. Again, it is not like a prostate exam. It is not quick and uncomfortable. It is as quick as you need it to be and as comfortable as possible. So we can do it in really whatever position suits you. For our men, obviously we don't have a vagina to check the pelvic floor through, so we do check rectally. Um, But that's something we do all the time. We're perfectly comfortable with that. It's not a big deal. I would say 10 out of 10 times they leave saying, huh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Because it's always just a tolerance. So we're not testing or searching for something super specific. 
we're just trying to figure out why you're having the symptoms you're having. So if mm-hmm. we get to where it's too painful, we're going to stop. If you're just so uncomfortable, you can't do it that day, then it's over. Like, just don't be scared. We're nice. We're not trying to put you into any pain. We understand that you're coming to us because there's an issue there. Like, we're going to do everything within our power to make it better, not worse. And the last thing we want in the whole world is for you to leave feeling traumatized. Um, And pretty much all of my male patients, just like with my female patients, we chat, we laugh while doing internal treatment and assessment. Again, it's always the tolerance. First visit all the way up to last visit. You can always say no if you don't want to. Um, I've had people say no just because they don't feel like it that day. And that's perfectly Mm -hmm. fine. Because since we do take a holistic approach, if we're not going to do anything internal, that's okay. We're just going to work on something else that's going to influence those um, proactively in that same way. And with our knowledge of how everything works together as pelvic PTs, we can do that. Like we have that in our toolkit to be like, okay, then we're going to work on, you know, sacral movement today. We're going to work on your adductor tension. We're going to work on um, some low back stuff, some breathing stuff. Heck, we might treat your headache. Like that all goes into it too. So just don't be scared. Find a good one. It's it's never going to be as bad as you make it in your mind, I promise. I cannot tell you how many times I have told people these, this team is trauma informed, consent focused. They have some of the best bedside manner and you don't have to be afraid of this visit. It's hard for them to believe that because a lot of them have have had really poor medical experiences. And I know you know Mm -hmm. that like we're getting those leftovers. Um, But one of the reasons we wanted to do this series is to help break the ice. For some of yeah. for, for some people who are afraid to come and visit you guys, so I'm really thankful that you have taken the time to to share that. Thank you okay. for letting me, because I just want to shout that from the rooftops. Like it's not scary. <laughs> Don't be scared. It'll Don't be, be scared. okay. So we know you're a pooping expert. Yeah, and we're here for it. <laughs> Like round one of my life, I never thought I would talk about so much poop as when I had kids, right? Like we're always mm. looking at their poop. And yeah. round two is like becoming really good friends with all the public floor PTs. Talk about poop all the time. Like I'm reposting about poop, like all the things. Um, so I, I want to give you space to break this down, but I, I am going to take a second to help out all the wives of the world. Yeah. Why do men take so long to poop? Why do they disappear? Is it their phones or is there a pooping problem? Like, we need to know, like, why is it a two-hour poop stop? Like, it's so, a thing. I, I, so I joke about this a lot, too. I'm like, if your husband takes too long to poop, send him to pelvic PT. Because, first of all, we'll be able to tell you if it is or isn't a pelvic issue. <laughs> is this an actual issue or is this, like, a, he escaped. That's his main yes. case is the water closet. <laughs> so, it could be both. But I would say, like, I, my husband gets so embarrassed because we'll be, you know, people will ask me questions all the time and, you know, I'll ask people like, do you push when you poop? Because men, even more than women, are in there straining and straining away, giving themselves hemorrhoids and headaches, low back pain, and nothing is going to come out. Like, you are not going to have a full, complete, comfortable, satisfactory bowel movement that way. And uh, something about our, like, men in our culture, just, they just keep trying. They push <laughs> the poop too much. Yes. And unfortunately, men, even more than women, often are not consuming enough water 
or they're maybe not as, um, you know, aware of their diet, their fiber, um, and just things like that. And so the quality of their bowel movements is typically poor. On top of that pelvic floor tension, they may or may not have. They probably do. Um, and, you know, and just the way they're going about it is typically just off. And that's stuff we all talk about. So you don't have to tell your – I. oh, my gosh. I Someone told me this today. I demanded she get a squatty potty because she swore she didn't need one. Everyone needs a squatty potty first Everybody needs a squatty potty. Everybody. Everyone in our bathroom has a squatty potty in my house. Come to the oh. mountain household. You will have a comfortable <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. The guest bathroom <laughs> has a squatty potty just in case. Um, yes. Yeah. Everybody needs a squatty potty, but nine times out of ten, I like these squatty potties are like saving marriages because they're like all of a sudden my husband doesn't take too long to poop. And I'm like, there you go. Like that was for free. He didn't even have to come to public PT. He just hey, needed a squatty Dr. potty. Corey, you're ruining our like job security by handing out squatty potties. We need all of them to come to coaching and therapy. <laughs> She's saving marriages with the squatty potty. <laughs> One squatty yeah, potty at a time. Like, my husband loves it even more than I do. And I'm like, great. Everybody needs to be using it. Because there's so many of these changes. People think we're going to ask you to do these big and hard things. Nine times out of ten, it's drink more water, eat more fiber, buy a squatty potty. And we're going to look at your body and solve everything else. There's your three-step process, guys. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, get a squatted potty. Mm-hmm. Boys, you either need to go to the pelvic floor therapist or you need to quit hiding in the bathroom. One of two things. Yeah. Those are your two choices. And don't push when you poop. It does not Stop work. Pushing. Stop, pushing. Stop pushing. And when you pee. Yes. I am. Okay. So that was actually really shocking for some women that I know that like they had been pushing when they were urinating like their entire lives. And it was like Mm -hmm. shocking to them that they were supposed to relax and that Mm -hmm. that was supposed to work. Yep. Well, and men are even worse at that too, because especially young boys who learn to urinate standing up, it takes a lot of coordination to be standing up and emptying your bladder and relaxing. To relax. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then they, culturally, that's just what's expected of men. So a lot of times, uh, a lot of my males with bladder and bowel issues for a little while, probably not forever, we're going to practice, we're going to go back to urinating while sitting down. And it's like a game changer. They are all feel so much better. <laughs> I'm like, you guys could just do, do this. Do it's you so get nice. resistance on that? Um, sometimes, a lot of them don't want to do it in public. But in their private homes, they're fine. And I'm like, that's okay. I'll take nine times out of ten. That's all right. I Um, was wondering if that was going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised, especially when people are having pretty negative symptoms. Everyone is ready to stop having to come to pelvic PT. So if I'm like, this is going to make this go away, um, people are usually pretty, pretty down for it. They're like, okay, I'll try it. Especially my males, like they, they, and I tell them all the time, like, I'm proud of you. You're doing a hard thing to take care of yourself. Nobody is like, yay, I get to wake up and go get like pelvic PT today just because it takes time and energy and it isn't, we're comfortable, but it's okay if y'all are still uncomfortable. Um, and you know, it's, we try to make it as fun as we possibly can and as effortless for y'all, but it's, it's a chore sometimes. And that's okay. Same thing with therapy. I love um, being someone who has received therapy. I don't love being like, oh, it's time to go to therapy. You gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I'm like, oh, I gotta go talk about my feelings. Um, 
<laughs> but it's, true. it's worth it. Yeah. It's true. It's hard. You're doing a hard thing. And it's okay to be like, this is hard and I don't love this. Like, I'm not offended. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. I always tell people, people think they're coming into therapy and it's going to feel like the spa. And I was like, I don't know who started that rumor, but this is, <laughs> is going to be uncomfortable if we're doing yeah. it right. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna go to the going hard to places a... in your soul, not the fun vacation places. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, I diverted else? us just a little bit because I That's just wanted okay. to call out the pooping expeditions no. that are happening with men in the bathroom. But let's talk broadly that. about pooping, and yeah. you've kind of touched on some of the things. Help our audience understand how important it is to pay attention to this function that we're doing it the right way, that it's playing out in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Give us some more. So, in general, we typically say, like, you are constipated until proven otherwise. Because so many people think they are having, like, healthy bowels, and they are not. If you need to push at all to empty your bowels on even a little bit of a regular basis, you're constipated. Um, If you're having any pain at all with a bowel movement, that's an issue. May or may not be constipation, but that's an issue. If you feel like pooping is really a chore that's an issue. Like it should be like relieving, satisfying, sit down, do your business, get up and go back to your day. It's like the third time you've used the word satisfying with pooping. And I'm like here for it. Like, it's so fun. Like satisfying poops. I find that that is the word that I'll have someone sitting in front of me that I know they're constipated, but they are convinced they're not. (laughs) But if I ask them, is it satisfying? Like you feel better afterwards? They're like, why would pooping be satisfying? I'm like, because that's how it's supposed to be. Like, you've just been constipated your whole life. And you oh, man. Um, and, and constipation can show up. You can be having daily bowel movements and still be having bloating, diarrhea. Like, if you have that pooping cycle where you have either diarrhea or little rabbit poop, you need to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist. If you are trying all these different diets, trying to get your bloating to go away, especially if you are po- or if you are postpartum, you need to go see a pelvic floor physical therapist because just the way your pelvic floor is functioning can make people extra, extra sensitive to all of these things that once upon a time were not a big deal. And it's because you cannot evacuate properly. Like when wow. we deal with people's bowels, their digestion gets better, their heartburn goes away, their bloating Ooh. goes away. They lose weight more easily. Like their diastasis, if you have a diastasis improves, pain with sex gets so much better. Um, back to erectile dysfunction. If you're severely constipated, that rectum can be pressing down on those sacral nerves and can be because of your erectile dysfunction. Like, Ooh, now everybody's going to come to pelvic floor yeah. PT because they're like, I need to help evacuate my poop. Yeah, and it's like, again, I don't know why everyone's so weird about poop, um, because it's not that big of a deal. It's a normal physiological function. It should not be painful, embarrassing. It shouldn't never ruin your day. That's what I usually tell people. Your bowels should never ruin your day. And so many people, after our evaluation, they're like, they ruin my day every day. I'm like, well, I'm glad you're here, because we're going to And just to clarify, even if someone's having daily bowel movements they can still be constipated correct and especially if you are someone that you're like yeah I'm pretty regular I go like every three days oh no 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 
At least okay. daily, right? Like what's the regular amount of poop? So it varies depending on your size and your diet. Um, but I would say like at least daily or maybe every other day if for some reason you're not eating a lot. Um, but as a medical professional, I'd be like, well, I'm, why aren't you eating? Um, <laughs> now I have a new question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of within the realm of normal, but I always kind of hate that side because I'm like, no, no, no. If you're not eating and that's why you're not pooping, then like, why are you not eating? Because that's another issue question. too. Oh my gosh. I could go on about this forever. Um, but a lot of people eat less and less and less and less variety of things because their stomach is so upset and they have so much difficulty with their bowels and eating is a really important part of having healthy bowel function because we have these reflexes that tell us to move things along when we eat so there when you're messing with your diet to try to relieve this bloating and you're changing when you eat how you eat all the time because nothing's working you really just need to go see a public board PT. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So good. All the things. All, all the above public board PT. Yeah. Including your poops. Oh, oh, my gosh. I have had men in my office in tears because they're like, I have seen so many doctors for my IBS. Oh. And I've tried all the pills. And I've, you know, done the things. And this is the first time it's actually gotten better. And they just... They weren't pooping well. They were pooping every day, but they weren't pooping well. Mm. And so if you have abdominal pain, too, that's another thing. Like, the name pelvic is kind of misleading sometimes because people think, like, oh, you only treat, like, what's between my two hips. And really, like, the pelvis is the axis of your whole body. It's what brings everything together. Um, and we treat everything above and below the pelvis. So if you're having abdominal pain too, that is well within our, our scope. That's what we love. Um, we love, I love treating tummy issues of every kind. Oh, so good. And so needed, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you think one of the biggest misconceptions about pelvic floor therapy is? There's a lot, so I have to pick the biggest one. Like, which one? I, I don't know. I would say, uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, but really people think it's going to be, like, scary or it's going to be hard. And it is a hard thing to come here and spend your time being, you know, doing things you're not comfortable with, but so much of what we ask you to do is, like, simple lifestyle changes. Drink yeah. more water change your diet a little bit, get a squatty potty, do a couple of simple exercises, like, and it can change your whole life, like the things you've been suffering from for years, even things you don't come to us for can go away with just a little bit of attention. So I would say the biggest thing is people are scared that it's going to be scary or hard. And it's really doesn't have to be either of those things if you're doing it right. So I'm curious, what's your favorite part of your work? Like I can tell you're super passionate about lots of things. We talked about a lot of things. We talked about penises, poop, and vaginas. But what's your favorite part? <laughs> yes. My favorite part, um, that is so hard. I really love scars. 
So I love treating cesarean scars, abdominal scars. I've even had people come to me for just scars anywhere else on their knees, hips, ankles. Um, I just love treating scars. And they can make such a big difference for some. It, everybody's scars differently. So you can have someone who had the exact same surgery for the exact same thing, and their scar is completely fine, and yours is not. And that's okay. Just get some help. Um, I love I love treating scars. And vaginismus. That's my other fave. Two totally opposite sides of the spectrum. But those are my top two faves. But I love it. I love it so much. So important. And so powerful what y'all can do with scars. Like in the mm-hmm. scar tissue and so quickly Why, Not too. widely known. Yeah, not yeah. widely known at all. Like most people, it's just like you just live with your scar or your scar tissue mm-hmm. or your pain or your raised scars because we don't talk about what's healthy in the way of healing and scars. And so mm-hmm. what y'all can do with scars, it just blows my mind. <laughs> and it's so fun. So much of what we do is kind of unseen, right? Like you can feel yes. that the body is changing, yeah. but you can't always see it. And I think that's why I love scars is because literally like there's like a before and after and you can see and feel how the tissue is looks different and feels different. Um, And, you know, it's not about aesthetics, but you can tell like that change just by looking at it. And that is just really rewarding for me, (laughs) like just working on people and being able to be like, look, it looks better. Um. And they just feel so much better. Scar, especially like a cesarean scar, it can cause bladder issues, low back pain. It can be the cause of your diaphysis recti. Um, it can make it difficult to digest and breathe. It can make it difficult to become pregnant again. Um, so there's all kinds of reasons to get your scar treated. Yeah. Um, and it's just so fun. I love like cupping scars, dry needling scars. We do visceral work around scars. It's so fun. Yeah. It's That's amazing. And why do we not know more about this? It is really a disservice to anyone who's ever had an abdominal surgery that they usually just make sure the wound was healed. And they, if you have a really good surgeon, they might give you a little handout about how you need to put vitamin D oil on your scar. And that's about it. Um, if you go to a PT post-op for literally anything else, they are going to be working on your scar because the way your skin moves and your fashion moves significantly affects the way your body moves. Um, and then put a big old scar through eight layers of tissue across the middle of your abdomen, and we act like it's not going to make any changes. Right? When you um, say it like that, yeah. like, well, of course I'm having discomfort. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing important there. Just your bowel, bladder, sex organs, all of them. Your intestines. Oh, oh, minor, minor details. Minor, minor details. Minor details. Yeah. So it's super rewarding. Yeah. Gosh. All the things that people aren't being told. Mm -hmm. No. Super curious, Dr. Corey. What's your favorite part about being on the Genesis team? Um, I love our camaraderie. Like, when you say team, when it comes to really any kind of professional, sometimes you're just kind of like, coexisting and I am not exaggerating at all when I say like our group text is like popping off every day (laughs) (laughs) with like personal stuff professional stuff like we have constant like powwows about like hey my patient 
type of doctor? Does anybody know anyone? Like, hey, I just, you know, that patient I asked you guys about, that was really tricky. I did the thing that we discussed and they're doing so much better. Like, um, I have learned something from every single person to join our team, um, if not many things. And so that's just really special to get to be a part of because for any medical professional, like growing is one of our big goals. Like getting better is something we're all striving for. And I feel like on this team, it's like, that's just part of it. Like that's just a given. And so I'm really thankful for that. I don't think that people truly, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's some voices out there speaking into it. Like I really love Brene Brown's work and Adam Grant, but Mm -hmm. I think for decades we have undervalued the, what healthy context for your team, contractors, employees, or otherwise can do not only for them, but the, the way that overflows into patient and client care. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that that it's why we love collaborating with you guys at Genesis so much because Aspen house is so just neck deep in that belief system. Like if we take care of each other and we take Mm -hmm. care of our team members and we care about the flourishing of the professional, naturally the patients and clients get the best level of care, um, that, that we can, you know, uh, offer to them. And so, I love that you guys are living that out and practicing that as a team. And you guys have a really sweet and special bond. Like it's really evident. We just get giddy watching you guys interact, you know, on the socials. (laughs) And then when we see you guys in the offices. So I, I have a very deep heartfelt appreciation for that part of y'all's team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we are spread across the Metroplex now and we still get together for every single birthday and have dinner as a team, which yeah. is just so fun. Like, and we get to look forward to seeing each other and just appreciating each other. So I feel That's really sweet. fortunate. It's super I don't think sweet. I'll ever leave. <laughs> Good. I really would not be okay with that, even though I've kind of done <laughs> my business, but like, I, I'm going to make it my business. Like, yeah. I'm not allowed to leave, Corey. Okay. Dr. Corey. We wrap up the show the same way with everybody. So what would you like the audience to take away from our conversation today? What would you like to leave them with? I would just like to leave the audience with a little bit of hope. So really anything that you have been suffering from that you think like, oh, I've tried this and I've tried that and like it didn't get better. So I'm just destined to feel this way forever. Or you're like, maybe it'll eventually go away. Um, but I've kind of given up on seeking out help. Like, I just want you to pause and reflect on what that feels like and just consider that whether it's us or somebody else, like there's someone out there who can help you. Um, unfortunately, they're too few and far between. But if you can find that person, they can really change your life. And I hope we get to be that person. Um, but it just... I just want everyone to not give up on themselves because you deserve better. And you can always break up with your provider and go find a better one. Like that is your prerogative. Um, And we need to trust ourselves and do that when we need to. So just don't give up hope. There's someone who can help you. Final question. What's your takeaway from our conversation today? Um, I 
honestly loved how much y'all wanted to talk about erectile dysfunction and poop as much as I did. Um, I so appreciate We're passionate about pooping and penises. Yeah, like, I so appreciate you guys' team, Waith, and, you know, I always stress to my patients they're going to get the absolute best care from y'all at Aspen House um, because you guys are so just, like, open to talking about the whole body, the whole person, all of the things. And so it's just exciting. We get to talk to other professionals outside my field who are like, yes, we want to help all the people with all the things. <laughs> we should that's how I feel, too. Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. It's pretty special. Dr. Corey, you are a delight. Thank you so much for your time. You're brilliant. And I just, you have such a wonderful attitude and personality. You really do bring joy into the spaces that you enter. So thank you so much for today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've I've been looking forward to this. So I was excited. Dr. Corey. So fun to hang out with her and talk with her more. She's and fun. Just, she's so fun. I like she's so fun. We need to make dinner plans with her soon because I feel yeah. like there's lots of conversations I want to have with her. Um, uh-huh. So curious. What's your takeaway from our conversation today? Well, I know sometimes our answers can be like super profound and deep feelings, but it's very practical today. I was not aware that unbeknownst to them, lifelong constipation could end up causing erectile dysfunction. That was new for me. I'm filing that, that away. Like your pooper, if your pooper's broken, your penis might be broken. So that's all. Yes. I feel like. So practical. So simple. <sighs> yes. 100%. 100%. Oh, that's a good one. That's what about good. you? What's your takeaway? Um... I, you know, we talk about favorite work and one of, one of, I have lots of favorite work, but one of the things I really do enjoy is erectile dysfunction cases and working yeah. with those folks. And so like getting to kind of nerd out and learn more about her side of things and I think really getting a clear picture on what all they can do. Cause some of it I knew, but there's so much I'm still learning. From yes. Them, there was so the much more side. I didn't know. Yes. I'm like. I knew that they could do so much. I knew it would help with so many things, but I'm like, now my concept map feels so much more complex and helpful to my ED patients. And I'm so excited. Okay. So I'm going to ask a really vulnerable question on the podcast. Do you remember getting exposed to referring men to pelvic floor PT for ED? No, no. No okay. one talked about it in our courses. No, unless it was pain. Unless it was. This was pain. I heard it when it when it was about pain, but I didn't really hear it, and I didn't hear any deep dives on it when it came to erectile dysfunction, or just even you making it more it. pleasurable. Like, like, it was like just, one little bitty blip about pain, which is underreported and or uncommon. And I was like, so all I'm learning is like, oh my goodness, like how many sex therapists are walking around 
because we were in a really high quality program. How many of us are walking around unaware that like this is a referral for the gentleman as well? Yeah. Whose penises absolutely. are struggling to show up to the party in some way. So I, I just, it's not a jab at any, no one program can cover everything. So it is not a jab at our training. I just think that people don't realize how n- not common this knowledge is. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so glad that she talked so thoroughly about it and about pooping because we all need to have more of a conversation about that one because I just, again, healthy, functioning, flourishing lives. That's what they're about. That's what we're about. So just getting to talk about that is just it's a huge thing. It's huge. Okay. So and we're going to have another one of the Genesis team come on and they also work with men. So like we're, we're, we're going to have another episode where we talk about this and I'm very, very excited about that. Me too. Thank you for joining us. Arable podcast is hosted by Jenna Mountain and Kimberly Galindo and edited and co-produced by Chris Vargas and hosted on Podbean. You can find us on Apple podcast and Spotify. Visit our website, arablepodcast.com, and find Arable Podcasts on Instagram or Facebook. You can also find both of us on Facebook. You can find me, Kimberly Galindo, on Instagram at the Kimberly Galindo. And me, Jenna Mountain, on Instagram at the Jenna Mountain.